Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Hey everyone, it's Angel again with another Leading Visionaries mini-sode. And today I am excited to share with you that we have actually just submitted for an Anthem Award. We submitted episode number six, Larry Grogan's episode about pet therapy on campuses to the Anthem Awards. And so wish us luck on that. I am here today to talk to you specifically about bringing on help. So as a visionary, one of the most important things you are going to need to learn is to stop being seduced by the culture of busy and to stop being seduced by the idea of grinding it out and being the lone wolf who is bringing your vision into reality. Anyone who is listening to this podcast is likely somebody who is carrying a global impact producing vision. So when you are carrying that kind of vision, it is not the kind of vision that is going to do well or flourish in the world if you think you've got to do the whole thing by yourself, if you think you've got to do the whole thing by yourself. So one of the things that we get caught up in as visionaries is doing things in the creation of our business that we're actually good at or that we have skill in. And I'll use myself as an example. So when I was a little child, seven years old, my mom had a yarn shop and my mom actually was a bookkeeper. That was her profession. But she had this yarn shop in our house after she left work full time. I was fortunate to have a stay at home mom, but she was the kind of woman who couldn't just be a stay-at-home mom. She had to, she had other things that were on her mind. And one of those things, entrepreneurial things, in fact, one of those things was having a yarn shop in the house because I think she would have actually gone stir crazy if she had just been a stay-at-home mom. And we had this yarn shop in the house. And one of the things that she did was she utilized the yarn shop as a training ground for me. I don't know that this was intentional, but it did end up being a training ground for me. So I would exchange money with the ladies who came in to the yarn shop, you know, yarn for money that went into the cash box. And she also taught me how to do the bookkeeping. And this was in the days when bookkeeping was done on big ledgers, big green ledger sheets. And I would sit at her desk and I would use the adding machine to add up these long columns of numbers. So I literally learned how to do bookkeeping and cash management when I was seven, eight, nine years old, which means that I'm capable. I am capable of 
posting debits and credits. I am capable of looking at the accounts payable and making decisions about what's getting paid and what's how much. I am capable of tracking my accounts receivable. I'm capable of doing these things. So when I began my own visionary journey, I just automatically assumed, well, I'll take care of that part. I'll take care of that part because I'm skilled in that. I can do that. And what I learned very quickly is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Unless your company or your vision is to create a state-of-the-art, cutting-edge bookkeeping firm, you, as the visionary, should not be doing your bookkeeping. You should not be doing your admin. You should not be doing maybe your marketing. If that's not your skill, if that's not your expertise, maybe you shouldn't be doing your marketing strategy, your marketing plans, your marketing tasks, your social media posting, all of those things. Maybe you want to hire somebody to do those things because at the role, at the level of being the visionary, and this is something that you'll find out as you grow in being a visionary, The people who are at the top of their game, who are leading visionaries all around the world, there are a few very simple things that they actually are engaged in doing. Number one, they are holding the vision. That's super important. It's in fact, the most important thing that a visionary can do is hold that vision as it's coming into fruition, as it's coming into creation. Number two, they are communicating the vision out into the world. So that means they've got to actually focus on their communication. They've got to focus on their ability to show up fully present in their body, fully present for the people that they're communicating with. They've got to be able to articulate their communication clearly, concisely. One of my mentors says brevity plus clarity equals impact. And they've got to be intentional with their communication and understand who is the audience that they're communicating this vision to. Are you communicating with investors? Are you communicating with potential team members? Are you communicating with your potential audience of supporters and stakeholders? Who is the audience? And understanding that there's a different communication for each of those, that the big vision needs to have tailored communications for each of the different audiences. So that's the second thing that the the visionary, the lead visionary must do. And the third thing, and this is actually a part of the communication, the third thing that the lead visionary is, it's like their main job to do is enrolling, inviting investors, inviting clients and customers, inviting colleagues to support your vision, inviting and enrolling and engaging people to exchange money with you, being the voice and face of the vision, the voice and face of the vision who is actively engaged in the process of constantly being out there speaking about and enrolling people in the vision. 
Now, if you're a technician, some visionaries, there's a, a man that I met at the post office who ended up having multiple, like three multi-billion dollar companies. And he was the CEO. He was the lead visionary, but he was also the technician. He invented, he like literally came out of the, the sky, right? Out of the imagination, these inventions. He was able to see in the solar market places where the solar market could be served by the technical pieces that he was able to invent out of thin air. So in some cases, you may be the technician that has the originating idea. Now, the work here is this might be something you love, okay? This might be something that you're like madly in love with is the creation of some new technology or the creation of some new system or process. This may be like where your heart really gets on fire for your vision because you get to bring this, whatever it is, out of the nothingness into reality and simultaneously make money with it. And what ends up happening when you're a technician is you can lose sight of the three primary roles that you have as the CEO, as the founder, as the lead visionary. Number one, hold the vision out here, right? The vision is out here. And, and when you hold the vision, what that allows for is everyone who's enrolled and engaged in the vision to have a focal point to blend their energies, to aim their energies, to invest their energies in that vision. So number one, hold the vision. Number two, communicate the vision constantly. We've got to be out talking all the time about the vision because that's what keeps it alive. It's not alive if you're silent about it, if you're hiding it, if you are not speaking about it on a consistent basis. And number three, enrolling support and resources for your vision, bringing people in who are going to give money into the vision or who are going to invest in the vision, whether it's financiers or banks or private investors, enrolling customers and clients and supporters. You know, in a political campaign, it's donors. So enrolling those people so that the, the cash flow, the financial resources come in to continue to support the flourishing and growing of the business and enrolling team members who are going to take on the parts that are not yours to do, including technicians who actually are more skilled at bringing a new technological advance into reality. So I only have a minute or so left and I just, I'm on a roll with this, bringing in the help that is the most helpful and helping you to really align with what your role is. So the last thing I want to say in the few minutes, you know, minute or so I have left is bring in help sooner, sooner rather than later. 
don't get attached to doing the things that you're just, you know, good enough at or that you're skilled at or even that you're excellent at. Stay in the spot where you are going to serve the vision at its highest level and hire people, hire help, whether it's a consultant like me or other technicians or a bookkeeper, whatever it is, ask yourself the question right now, where is the very next thing that I need to delegate and who is going to come in and take this over for me? Who is coming in to take this over for me. All right, that is our episode, our mini-sode for today for Think About It Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to download, rate, review. Five stars is welcome and join our Leading Visionaries community. This is Angel B. Hartwell, and I'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or feedback on this episode. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.